Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hedinger. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And people feel better when they know you care about them. But there is so much more. Mastering caring skills equips you to engage with people around some very heavy subjects when they need care and help the most. And as people respond to you, you will be energized to realize that your care is making a difference. But most of all, when people of faith care effectively, the world is able to experience God's love and care. So we're here with stories and with leaders to talk about grief, trauma, addiction, mental illness, poverty, and more so that we can find the answer to the questions, how can we care better? What can we do to provide the best care? Today on the podcast, I welcome back Rob McPherson. Rob is a care pastor, uh, is a bivocational care pastor. He has a very responsible full-time job professionally, but he has a heart to care and he works at a church on staff also. And he's here today to talk about how we can recognize the caring opportunities that God is giving us and how that expands our lives. But uh, before my conversation with Rob, I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. For more real-life stories about care, useful resources, important organizations that care for people, go to our website, bestcareministry.com. It's also a great opportunity for you to get connected with the care ministry world. And you can also support us financially with a one-time or a recurring gift on the donate page of our website. We're producing some exciting materials right now, working on a training manual and a video training series to help people provide the best care. We would love and appreciate your support. Please consider supporting us financially. Now, let's listen to my conversation with Rob McPherson. Rob, thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I always enjoy talking with you. It seems that when we get together and our minds get to rolling, uh, good things happen. So thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's, uh, it's always a privilege, Dan. So everything I... Well, not everything, but so many times when I'm listening to podcasts, when I'm reading articles, when uh, when I'm getting emails, I'm hearing about church growth, church growth, church growth. How do we grow the church? How do we grow the church? I wonder if we ought not to be talking, how do we find opportunities to care for people? What if we just developed an eye for looking for needs? and caring for other people and being aware of what God and who God puts in our path. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's, uh, I think scripture's filled with that. Scripture's not filled with um, doing something to get the numbers of people to come. Uh, there, There are times where the numbers are mentioned, but that's like an afterthought just to give context to um, 
for instance, when the, the food was multiplied, that this was not only uh, a significant thing, this was a miracle that no one could actually question it. So there's numbers mentioned there, but I don't think there's ever um, something said with the intent that the reason we're doing this is to get more people. And the fact that looking for people to care for is directly related to, to God and his love. It's all, it's connected to his love, which is the, the, the focal point of his character. Do you think there's uh, a main reason why we're blind in this area, why we do such a poor job at recognizing needs? So I think, I think basically we're focused on ourselves and the situation we're in. We're, we're, told by our culture that numbers are important, that growth is important. When I say growth, I'm talking about sales or, you know, products, whatever that is. So we, we hear that and are inundated by that all of the time. Um, and then our natural state is just to be focused on ourselves, which um, I think has a lot to do with being born again. And part of being born again is what our focus is. It's on God and how he's using us, not not on ourselves and what we're accomplishing. I agree with you. And I think there might be another reason I'd like to share with you and bounce this off of you. When we look at the needs in the world, there's just too many. There, there are too many. They are too complex. There are so many, uh, so many problems that it just gets overwhelming. And, and it's easy to just shrug it off and say, well, I can't do anything about that. I, I can't stop drug addiction in this world. It's just, it's just too big. And, and the, the drug addicts problems are too deep and too difficult for me. I can't do anything about that. Or we, or we see about some crisis at the border, or we hear about a war in Ukraine, and we see all of the human uh, trauma that's experienced, and we just get overwhelmed. And so there's a tendency to throw our hands up and go, I can't do anything. Do you ever think that overwhelmed feeling is also one of our problems? Oh, absolutely. That, the, especially with, I think, the news, um, 24-hour cycle of the news and constant issues are brought up that, that we get, um, um, jaded or overwhelmed. And the response is often that, uh, we step away and we say, we're not going to get involved. And we kind of separate ourselves from it, which we know is not the answer. That's not what the way God wants us to answer. You know, that the most well-known example of that is the good Samaritan where God puts this person that no one wants to be around who's, um, you know, this person who's, who's hurt and no one wants to help them because they all have their agenda, all have their things. And it was probably the same at that time. We don't know if that was the only person on the road. There could have been other people, but we know the needs were rampant back then, just, just like they are now. And 
all of the, the, the priests and the Levite who, who passed the man uh, who was on the side of the road and wouldn't help him. And then suddenly the Samaritan comes. So God put that person, you know, and he, and he kind of tested those, those people and he showed that this is kind of the example of the way a lot of people think. And they go along with, uh, along with their lives and they, they just ignore things that are just kind of staring them in the face in their own life. Um, I think the interesting thing about that story is right before it, someone was asking, uh, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And um, Jesus had answered in Luke 10, uh, 27, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And then he went into this parable. So, so the question is, like, what are the commands? How should we live life? And he answers it with a very practical story that we can all understand, which was your question or your statement at the beginning of, you know, where does where do numbers fit into this and, and where does care fit into this? This is one person. He gives the story of one person. And one person, finally, the least likely person that you would think of is the person that helps the person who's um, who's in trouble. And not only does he help them, you know, he makes sure they have a place to stay, you know, very practical caring that, that went along after that, um, you know, place to stay, food, and made sure that that person was taken care of. So, yeah, the, there's an overwhelming piece to it, but there's also a very personal and individual way to respond. Well, this podcast is about care ministry, and it's just trying to encourage more people to engage in, in various forms of care and care ministry. And this particular episode is to help people see the opportunities, to just start uh, thinking, who's God want me to care for today? How does God want me to be engaged in caring for other people? In every day when I'm, when I go to my study, I pick up a small handful of things and I put them in my pocket. They all have an individual meaning. I'm only going to talk about one. This started at the prayer wall at Mountain View Christian Church. Uh, actually, there was one step before that. I've got to give the long version to the story for it to make sense. My grandsons were collecting little white rocks they were finding in my landscaping around my house when we lived in Colorado in the Riverstone. And I just thought it was so cute and so fun that I got one of those white rocks and put it in my pocket to remind me of my grandsons. And I thought if it reminds me of my grandsons, then it's going to remind me to pray for my grandsons. Well, I was back at the prayer wall and I was praying with somebody or for somebody one day. And uh, I had the thought, I'm going to give them one of these white rocks. And that's going to just be a reminder to them that somebody is praying for them, somebody cares about them. Just a, a very simple one-on-one -on -one way to care and to pray. And I, and so all at once I started doing that, I'd have to go back to my house, get another white rock, put it in my pocket, and I was giving them away a lot. And uh, 
so I, I changed what I was giving away. But one day, one of the people in our church came up to me and gave me something. This was a guy who was a motorcycle cop in downtown Denver. And he came up and he gave me a penny with a cross punched in it. And a Christian motorcycle gang gave him that penny and he gave it to me because every Sunday that they were in church and I was back at the prayer wall, they would come back and they would meet with me and we would pray for their son. So when I put that penny in my pocket every day, excuse all the detail, but when I put that penny in my pocket every day, I go, Lord, help me care for somebody who's in need today. Help me care for somebody who's in need, like their son, somebody who needs a little attention, somebody who's going through a problem. And you know what? That has so enriched my life. It's a small thing that I do. And I'm and it doesn't change my life drastically in the sense that uh, I'm boarding a plane to go to Ukraine. There are needs all around me that, that I can engage in. There are people that I run across at the grocery store or downtown or at the coffee shop or at church or I mean, in all kinds of ways, if I start thinking about care and looking for opportunities to care for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's um, not just us looking, it's actually God ordaining those meetings. He's actually using us. Instead of us just seeking it, he's actually using us and if he's not going to use us, he's going to find something else because he has a, a large purpose for what's going on. I, and just this last Sunday, I know our, our sermon at church was about the, uh, it was about Philip in Acts uh, 9, I believe is where, where it is. But it's um, when Philip is being called to go, you know, they were out kind of in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden this Ethiopian eunuch is driving by in a chariot and he stops and he's reading scripture and he can't understand it and so philip's there to actually explain the gospel to him and then he says gee i want to get baptized and he baptizes him right there in the middle of nowhere and i don't think scripture never records that they met again it was that very short meeting that he he had a need and you say well that's a spiritual need well that's care there's, there's physical needs. Like you said, you're walking around and you talk to people. There's physical needs. People have emotional needs. Uh, this gentleman had a spiritual need. He was struggling and he was trying to learn. And Philip was able to open the gospel to him. Well, how did they both end up in that place at that time? And I believe... Providence of God. Absolutely. And I believe that we have that when we're looking for it, we have that every day every day every day multiple times throughout the day yep. so every time we go out of the house every person we meet uh, we should be ready to um, first of all listen because you're, you're present and, and then be fully present and listen and uh, maybe say something or ask something that 
it's uh, probing and someone's ready to talk about and and then just then just watch and be ready all the way from listening and that's all you're asked to do then to as philip did is as actually sharing the gospel to someone you first met uh, i had that on an airplane on one trip where uh, i was a leader in a um, a bible study group we had just gone through a chapter in corinthians that uh, was very, pretty complicated and and i just gone through dissecting it and when i was ready to actually speak for half an hour on it that was my role is to be ready in case the leader couldn't couldn't uh, give the main talk and this woman um sitting right in front of me on the end i was on the end right behind it's the only seat that i could have been in to see what she was actually reading on the whole airplane and I just reached up and mentioned, that's a great chapter. And then she started talking to say that I don't understand it. And I'm a pastor's wife. My, my uh, husband is a youth pastor and I don't understand this passage. And I got to explain the whole passage to her on the airplane. I'm not sure if everyone around appreciated it because <laughs> we were on an airplane, but I got to explain that to her. And, um, and as it turned out, I needed a, a ride to the hotel I was staying at and her husband was picking her up and they took me to the hotel and, and I developed a, a friendship right then. But not that I shared the gospel like Philip did, but it was a related thing that I was able to explain the scripture that was um, going on and that was caring for her at that time. That's exactly right. And I think that's the point of our conversation today. It, it was caring and it's, it's just recognizing the opportunity. And Rob, this conversations already helped me. I think with my penny, I'm not going to think about it. What do I need to go and do today? I want to let it be a reminder. What is God doing today that I need to keep my eye open for? Mm -hmm. You know, what, who's he going to bring into my path? Uh, where is he going to lead me where I'm going to encounter somebody that he wants me to talk to yep. or that he wants me to help, or he wants me to support because he's working. He, he's, He's initiating. And when we're involved in care ministry, it's not like we're help. Uh, God's helping us do it. We're just agents of what God's doing, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. uh, I, I want to go there. This is a little bit of a pivot. You and I had this conversation once before. Well, we probably had it a lot of times, but one time we were talking about this and I pointed out that for those who might be listening who don't really know you or me, I'm going to tell them a little something about you, that you're an eye dotter and a T-crosser. In your professional life, you are involved in compliance with real estate and banking and the way it all works together. Uh, Rob, I don't mean this in a negative way, but you are the guys that scare the rest of us because we're always making mistakes that can't measure up and guys like you catch. But knowing you to be the kind of guy you would be in your professional life, I was so encouraged to see how uh, fluid you are in your care life and in your Christian life because you recognize that things happen that can't be planned. 
things happen that seem to be spontaneous, and they may be to us, but they're not to God. Do you remember when you and I were talking about that, and I made that observation and what you replied? Yeah, I think that um, you know, my professional life, it's something that I've been trained in and trained to do and trained to look at um, companies or people or, or processes or laws in a certain way. But that's not... Um, spiritually who I am in the sense that when you're born again, you're, you're following Jesus and his example. He was, he was a shepherd and he, he watched out for the sheep. Um, he, he wasn't the compliance officer, uh, punishing the sheep <laughs> when they went astray. Um, and I kind of stepped back. I never really thought of about this, uh, you know, looking at the, watching the chosen and, and kind of Matthew, who's such a very um, strong figure in in the chosen, and seeing how you know he was the tax collector, he was the people that that um, those around him were afraid of, the neighbors were afraid of him, of what he could do. Um, but look at what what he, look at how he followed Jesus. He was capturing every word. He was, um, you know dotting the I's and crossing the T's, watching and following Jesus as Jesus went about his life. So I think you know, God can use um, our training. He can use our personalities. But remember, he's also molding us to you know that, that clay jar that he's molding all the time. And we have to be mold, molded really like we talked about caring for others. We're getting molded on a daily basis as well in, in, into more like um, who Jesus is. And, and in Ephesians, I had, as we were preparing for this, I wrote something down in Ephesians that's to me is so uh, pertinent to this. What we're just talking about is be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children and, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that, you know, being imitators of God. That's, you will never come close to that, but to be moving on that path in everything we see and everything we do. And when someone is hurting, asking that question, what would God do? And what is God doing? And he could he actually be using me in that person's life? So let me tell you what I heard you say. And correct me where I get it wrong and underscore the points where I get it right so we can make this point strong. Number one, God can use any type of person. And does. <laughs> and does. And does. Yeah. And, and when he's using any type of person, he uses our skills. He, he doesn't just cast them aside. But those skills become secondary to following God. That's right. And we trust that it's not messy because God has a plan. 
God's plan is orderly. God's plan is decent. God's plan is right. God's plan is good. So when we're following God, even if we're a tax collector like Matthew was, uh, a compliance officer like you are, or somebody who is the type of person who is a, a skilled planner and sets priorities and has an agenda and goals, they can still be in the flow of what God is doing by following God so that they recognize opportunities that are surprising, right. opportunities that they didn't plan for but are there because they're they're tuned in to following God and seeing what he's going to give them. How, how did I do? Did I get at least part of it right? Yeah, you, you did. And I think that God's even bigger that and how he deals with us and that he could put something in front of us that's not even in our skill set, that he's molding us to step out and try something that we hadn't tried yet. And we may think it's not in our skill set, but when we actually do it, we might find out that although it was uncomfortable, that that is um, something that God can use us not only then, but in the future, and that we never would have realized, uh, you know, having not been pushed. So the issue is not us and our skills. The issue is God and the people he puts us the path in and then we have a choice of responding and saying, oh, well, that's not my job or that's not what I do. Or, you know, some people say, well, I, I'm not an evangelist. I can't, I can't share the gospel. Well, Paul says to be not uh, ashamed of the gospel. So we can't be ashamed of it. And just because we might think we're not an evangelist, we can share uh, the love of God and we can share the, uh, the gospel with someone, the good news that, that Jesus came without, um, you know, putting that um, evangelism hat on or whatever you think that being an evangelist uh, is. You're just speaking what you believe that the truth is. So here's one of the exciting things about care ministry to me. And it's sort of the whole point of this episode if we are following God, our life is going to get bigger. He's going to bring things into our lives. We just have to think about it this way. It's not like I have to do more or I've even got to try harder. I just need to be open to what God is doing, be paying attention to it, and knowing that he's going to lead people into my life that I can care for, that I can care for in the simplest ways, like we're talking about in in other episodes of our podcast and in our Essentials uh, of Care training material, that if we just listen to people and get their story and pay attention to them and care about them, amazing and good things are going to happen and our life is going to get bigger. We, we're going to experience things we wouldn't experience if we accomplished all of our plans because God's going to bring things. He's going to He's going to take us to areas that are outside of our comfort zone, and we're going to learn we can do things we didn't think we could do. Mm-hmm. 
And in the process, we're going to help more and more people. And more and more people are going to feel God's love and care because God's going to be loving and caring for them through our actions. So that's why, that's one of the reasons care ministry uh, is just so exciting to me and why I hope people will engage in this and will, uh, will say, yeah, that's different than the way I'm thinking about serving the Lord. I just need to be aware of what he's doing and who he's leading into my life so that I respond to that. Mm -hmm. And then I see all these opportunities and my life is full and my life is fruitful and abundant. Absolutely. It's, it's an, it's a lifestyle that is, um, I think communicated, uh, very clearly in Scripture, in Philippians, it's in Philippians. It talks about um, not looking after your own interests, but looking after the interests of others. So it really is a mindset. It's it's okay to look at your own interests and and um, you know if you have a family that you're that you're um, not only you're acting as the good shepherd for your family, you're protecting them, you're caring for them, you're loving them, you're keeping them from your kids from trouble and. And uh, you're you're working hard, and you're um, uh, saving up in case something uh, bad were to happen. And even for retirement that we do in our culture, all that's fine. But it doesn't stop there. That is not life. It's not just those that are in your circle and those that you're supposed to love. It's it's those that that you're not supposed to love, or you never knew you could love, uh, that God brings in your path as you're going. Uh, these things come up and having that mindset that um, I'm going to be an imitator of God. I'm going to love that person, which means I'm going to care for that person. And I'm just not going to walk by um, and uh, leave a need that's unmet. Rob, it's always good to talk to you. Another good conversation that stimulates me about care ministry. I hope it does others too. And we will continue to talk about this and you and I will talk again because we both care about care. Uh, God's put it on our heart and we'll see where it goes. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for having me, Dan. Thanks, Rob, for your availability today. Appreciate you being here. I really especially appreciated that point you made that it isn't us looking for opportunities, it's us recognizing the opportunities that God's giving us. That's a really big and important difference. And uh, and you helped me see that by talking with you today. Thank you. Uh, there's some other people I want to thank in addition to Rob. I want to thank Zach Harder for performing the opening music. And I want to thank Jim Hedinger for composing and performing our closing song, which is titled In the Midst of the Storm. I want to thank Andrew Hedinger for editing and producing this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. Please help us grow. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with colleagues, family members, and friends. Spread it through the ministry community so that Many more people will hear about it, become involved in it, and we can build care ministry. And visit our website, bestcareministry.com. There's a lot more there 
about real life stories and resources and organizations uh, that provide some specialized care. It'll give you an opportunity to connect with the care ministry world, bestcareministry.com. Best Care Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Please consider making a donation so that we can reach more people, offer more resources, and help people thrive in their care ministry so that more people feel God's love. Thanks for listening. And now take two minutes for self-care. Be still, be quiet, be calm. While the music of Jim Hedinger plays, be thoughtful and introspective and, and see what God's telling you about what you heard today. And let it help you be aware of the opportunities that he's giving you to care for people.